Well, this is now our 29th Christmas in Peterborough. That, that's, that's a long time. And although I'm getting a little bit older and I've got two married daughters, I still love Christmas. Anyone else love Christmas? Yay. I love the trees. I love the lights. I love the mince pies, the mulled wine, the carols, the giving, the receiving of presents. And as I look back over the years at all the many, many Christmas presents I've had, there are some presents that I really wanted, like my very first record player. Anyone remember those? That ages you like it does me. And then there are other gifts that other people thought that I really needed, like an electric drill from my wife, Karen. It's called gift projection. Uh, But as I look back at all the presents I've received, I can't actually say that I've ever received a gift that I would say was the perfect gift. I've been even less successful when it comes to finding and giving the perfect gift to other people. It's it's, it's my job at Christmas these days to buy just one gift for for Karen. And um, I tend to be a little bit last minute. And so uh, a friend sent in uh, this little picture to kind of help me and maybe any any others of you out there who are struggling for a bit of last minute inspiration. I love this. Three steps to a perfect gift. Number one, choose a fragrance. Number two, choose two minis. Number three, personalize a gift box. I mean, stunning, eh? And I'm sure if I bought that gift, um, it it would be much appreciated. But again, it's definitely not the perfect gift. So in our quest for finding the perfect gift, we thought we'd go to some of our Kingsgate children and see what they had to say about the perfect gift. Please watch this. Ninjas that that fight baddies and they're made out of Lego. A new bedroom, because I'm sharing a bedroom with my brother. I'm going to have a rubber. Um, I would like a catboy suit. I would like a gecko suit. A hug from my mama because it makes me warm and happy. A little present. A little present like this. Thanks. Um, a teddy! She, she, she just loves phones. She just loves phones for a Christmas present. Uh, a scratching machine. <laughs> she likes scratching herself. Now what? She does like wearing pretty stuff and all that, so I think she would like red. Snuggly teddy bear like me. A new home that has a swimming pool. My dad really wants that for Christmas. Good old daddy. Still trying to work out what a scratching machine is. Great suggestions, but we still haven't found the perfect gift. Why? Because as has been made abundantly clear throughout this service, and the message of Christmas is that the perfect gift isn't a thing, it's a person. Described for us in the most famous verse in the Bible, you'll have heard it throughout the service, John 3.16 says this, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. 
Jesus, God's Son, is the perfect gift. And I want to briefly explain two reasons why, from this verse, we can see that Jesus is the perfect gift. Number one, because he's the most precious gift that's ever been given, the most precious gift. When you hear those words, most precious, probably like me, you instinctively think most expensive. Well, of all the most expensive gifts in history... Right near the top of the list is the Kohinoor diamond given to Queen Victoria in 1849. At the time, it was the largest diamond ever discovered. It's now part of the crown jewels. It's virtually priceless. But for something to be precious, it doesn't just mean it is expensive. It also means that it is costly or valuable to the person who gives it. And the wonder of Christmas is of all the things that God, the Creator, could have given us, He gave to us that which was most precious to Him. He gave His one and only Son. Why did He do it? Well, uh, in that verse it says, For God so loved the world that He had made. He so loved us that He gave His one and only Son. I don't know whether you're here this afternoon and you believe in God. If you don't, I want to say you're especially welcome this afternoon. Um, Others of you, if you do believe in God, you believe in a supreme being or whatever. My question is, what do you think about God? Who do you think he is? Well, the stunning message of Christmas is this. There is a God who is a good God, who's totally loving, and he loves the whole world. That means he loves you, and he loves me, and has a plan for our lives. So much so that he gave the very best gift he could possibly give us. He gave us his son, and in so doing, he gave us his very self to us. And I'm so glad he did. You see, I've been a Christian many years, but I'm still amazed at the miracle and the wonder of Christmas. Think about this. The creator entered his creation. The God of heaven came to earth actually was born a baby in a stable and became like one of us. I'm so glad he did. You see, I grew up in a kind of church um, culture. I went to Sunday school, went to church many times. But I can honestly say that it felt like God was removed. God was distant. I didn't know God. I thought if God came too near me, he might just mess up my life. I had a view of God as somehow distant, lots of rules and regulations. Uh, And I think many people today think that as well. I was in a conversation with somebody who knows what I'm involved in, knows I'm leading a church. We're talking about Christmas, and somebody uh, was over here in the conversation, and they piped up, well, I'm not religious. And I retorted, no, neither am I. I'm not religious either. He looked puzzled because he knew, knew what I was about. And I said, no, I'm not religious I have a relationship, a personal relationship with a loving God through Jesus Christ. And you can see immediately his face changed. He was thinking, bad God, lots of restrictions. But when we started talking, he realized that that wasn't what Christianity was about at all. It was about a loving God who may be interested in life. Suddenly, the whole conversation changed. You see, God is a God who's come near to us. He didn't give us things. He didn't give us stuff. He gave us his son that he might come near to us 
and we might be able to come near to him. The, the best way I can describe it simply is to use this picture of a bridge. It's like there was a gulf between us, and Jesus became the bridge. Because he is God, he came from heaven to represent God. But because he became a real human being who lived in real time in history, he is also able, if you like, to represent us to God. That means forever the chasm between us and God, that distance that I felt and so many of us do. The reality is Jesus has bridged that gulf, and it means that now I can have a relationship with God, and so can you, and God has come to be near us. One of the names of Jesus, one of the names given to that baby is Emmanuel, which means God with us. The name Jesus means the Lord saves. That takes me to the, the second point, and in one sense, even more impacting for all of us here. Not only is Jesus the most precious gift ever given, secondly, he's the most life-changing gift ever given. A few weeks ago, uh, I had a, a letter through, uh, and it was like Christmas come early. Somebody gave me two tickets to watch Man City Leicester. It was like fantastic. I thought, this is Christmas come early. For those of you who don't know, I'm a long-standing, I think 48 years, a supporter of Manchester City. And I've been through everything. We've been through the wilderness for at least 40 years. And we are definitely now enjoying the promised land. Absolutely amazing. So went along and took uh, our youngest daughter. Um, she enjoyed the company. I enjoyed the football. <laughs> And, um, and I enjoyed her company too. And it was just great. It was great to see them play live, play so well, win again. And the, that was a, a great experience. And I, I so enjoyed it. To be honest, the following day, I still felt, you know, happy about it. There was, there was still a buzz about, you know, th th that whole experience. But it didn't change my life. Didn't really make that much of a difference to my life. And can I say, even if Man City to go on and win the Premier League and the Champions League, please, Lord, <laughs> won't change my life either. Can I suggest, neither will any temporary experience or thing that we can ever receive change your life either. You see, to understand what we're talking about here, when I say it's, Jesus is the most life-changing gift ever given. I think it's helpful to understand life almost like in two dimensions. If you imagine your life like this jigsaw, and the, when I say life, we, we, we naturally think about natural life. We think about the fact that uh, the life that we've been born with, we have bodies. And if we're thinking about um, life change, many people think, well, I want my life to change. And, and so they go on a a sort of fanatical fitness regime. Now, it's great to get fit. They go, they, they do body pump, they drink the protein, whatever. And they might get a fit body, but it's not going to change all of their life. Other people know that the, the number one way I'm going to change my life is through getting better relationships. How many think relationships really matter? Having good relationships is important. It's a gift of God. But there's no such thing as perfect relationships or perfect friendship or perfect marriage. And if we make that our goal, it will disappoint us. Some people say, well, you know, my real goal in life, if I want to better my life, it's getting the best job and the best career I possibly can. Having a great job and a great career is a really good thing. 
But if you put all your energies and all your fulfillment based around that, that's going to disappoint you too. Some people think, well, if I can just make loads of money, win the lottery, become a multimillionaire, then my life will really add up. The actor Jim Carrey put it like this. He said, I wish everyone could get rich and famous and have everything they ever dreamed of so that they would know that's not the answer. It's not wrong to want to better our lives in the natural air of our lives. But if we think that is the ultimate that's going to bring us satisfaction and fulfillment and a sense of final purpose, then we're missing something. You see, deliberately, that picture is designed to show us there is a missing piece to our lives. There's another part of us that cannot be satisfied or fulfilled by, if you like, natural solutions. So what is the missing piece? Well, the missing piece can only be filled when we receive the perfect gift, God's Son. That's just the way we're made. That's just the way God designed it. The French philosopher Blaise Pascal, many years ago, talked about how in each of us there is a God-shaped vacuum or a God-shaped hole. And unless that part of us is filled, it doesn't matter how much we get our natural lives in order, there's something missing. And that's what's so wonderful about the message of Christmas and so what's so powerful about this verse, John 3:16. The first part we focused on, God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. But then the, the verse continues, for whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Now that word life there in English, we have one word for life. But in the Greek New Testament, the the language that John was writing in, he had other words to distinguish these different types of life. So for example, to describe natural life, he would have had at his disposal the word bios, bios life, from which we get our word biology, or suke, from which we get our word psychology to describe our natural lives, which we are born with. But when he describes this um, kind of life, eternal life, the word life there is another word called zoe, which is not the life we're born with. Instead, this life, this zoe, eternal life, is only available when we receive the perfect gift, God's Son. Put it simply, you receive natural life by being born. You get eternal life through being born again or receiving Jesus Christ. It really is an amazing gift. This is the missing piece. And when we receive God's presence, his spirit, we receive Jesus Christ into our lives and we receive eternal life. It doesn't make us odd. It just gives us ultimate sense of purpose and security and identity. When I became a Christian, um, it didn't make my life worse as I was fearing. It made my life a whole lot better. God just got rid of the bad stuff and then began to help me in all the other areas of my life. So I was up at uni at the time. Life was great. Some people become Christians because they're in a crisis. That's, that's a good time to, come to, to become a Christian. But for me, I wasn't in crisis. I was up at a great university. I had lots of friends. 
playing football. <clears throat> I had a girlfriend who later became my wife. The, the future looked great. And yet I knew there was something missing. I wouldn't have been able to articulate it this way. I wouldn't have known it was a God-shaped hole. But somehow I knew and I came to a realization that Jesus Christ was the answer. And it was when I invited him into my life that suddenly <clears throat> that ache, that inner void, if you like, got filled. And as I received Christ into my life, I got eternal life. He began to help me in all other areas of my life. Final thing I want to say about this kind of eternal life is it is eternal. Can I suggest to you that any gift you receive this Christmas, material gift, will almost certainly wear out or it will break. Even a house with a swimming pool won't last forever. Occasionally you get gifts that have lifetime guarantee written on them. But this gift of God's Son, when we receive Jesus Christ, we get eternal life. This doesn't just have a lifetime guarantee. This literally has an eternal guarantee that goes beyond this life forever. Wonderful, wonderful. And it's such an amazing gift. That's why the whole course of human history was changed by this first Christmas. God coming to earth changed history as we know it. It's affected the lives of billions of people. Even today, two billion people across our planet would claim in some way to be followers still of this Jesus Christ who was born, who lived and died and rose again 2,000 years ago. Even in this um, local church here in Peterborough at Kingsgate, we've seen hundreds and hundreds of people who at some stage in their lives have said, I've received this gift and as a result, my life has been and is being changed. We could show you loads and loads of stories. I just want to give you two stories for you to watch just for a moment. Two people who came in fairly recently and how their lives are being changed. Please watch this. Hi, I'm Paul. Um, I was uh, brought up in East London, uh, quite a difficult place, uh, but nevertheless, I had a lot of love and family around me. It wasn't really church people. We went to church for, for weddings, funerals, christenings, and so on, like most people, I guess. Came to Peterborough. I started a business in Peterborough where um, you know, I employ a few people now, and sadly, I, was, uh, I made a few mistakes, and uh, I was a little misguided and um, lost my way a bit in the world. I really felt like I needed to find something different to uh, help me and take me away from uh, where I was and the pain I was causing myself and my family. I was fortunate enough to have some friends who invited me to Kingsgate, um, so I came along. Um, still wasn't sure, I got invited a few more times. I came along last Christmas um, and um, really enjoyed the sermon. And after Christmas, um, uh, I was encouraged to do Alpha because I had lots of questions uh, and uh, went on the Alpha course to investigate and um, find out more about Jesus and um, where he could be in my life. I kept coming regularly to Kingsgate and um, listening to the sermons and one particular Sunday, um, I really felt the need to open my heart to Jesus. and. Uh, that was the day that he stepped into my life. I opened my heart that day and my whole life has changed. My whole life is completely different. 
I look at life from a different perspective now. I've felt the, the freedom and love um, and uh, being able to forgive and I have hope. Knowing that Jesus is with me every day is uh, such a beautiful feeling. Hi, I'm Maddie and I had a really supportive family growing up, but we didn't really go to church and I wouldn't say that I was a Christian. When I got to my teenage years, I kind of, I became almost atheist, like I used to debate heavily against God, but at the same time I was going through a really dark stage in my life. I had really, really bad anxiety. So my friends um, are Christian and they could tell that I was really struggling and they thought it might be a good idea for me to go on the Alpha course with them. On the AF course, it was a really good opportunity for me to explore Christianity and also it was a really nice, safe place for me to talk about my anxiety for the first time. In doing so, I really felt God's peace um, and I decided that I would give my life to Jesus. Since I invited Jesus into my life, everything has changed. My friends really see a difference in me. I've just got this overwhelming sense of peace and happiness and I know that no matter what comes my way, I know that God's with me. Two really great stories of individuals who have received the perfect gift and the difference that Jesus is making in their lives. But the even better news is this is a gift that every single one of us can receive. Our verse that we've been focusing on says, God so loved what? The world. That means every single person who's ever lived. This is a Christmas gift for everyone from whatever um, background, whatever nationality, what age you are. This is a gift for you. It's a gift that you also need to receive. You see, God, is, as it were, has done his part. He's sent Christ. The Holy Spirit is here. The, the invitation is out there, but we have to receive this gift. Imagine you, uh, this Christmas, you, you, in front of the Christmas trees, a, 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 the present you've been longing for. You're not just going to leave it there unopened, are you? You would actually go and you would unwrap it because you want to receive it. In the same way, we have to now play our part and receive what God has given us. The, the verse we're focusing on says, for whoever, that's for anyone, for whoever believes in him shall receive. For whoever believes. That word believes doesn't just mean intellectual acceptance. It means putting your trust in. Back to the picture of the bridge. It's the idea of, um, you know, we can actually go to God and, and receive God's presence into our life because of Jesus, because of what he's done for us through coming to the earth, through dying on the cross for us, for, through his glorious resurrection, the fact that he is now here and he wants to change our lives.